Listeners, before diving into this episode, I just want to put out a huge trigger warning. In this episode, I will be discussing eating disorders, calories, and other mental health issues. If you are easily triggered by this, I highly suggest that you listen with caution or do not listen to this episode. I will preface every episode with this trigger warning because I will be discussing very sensitive and touchy topics that some might not be able to handle. I want everyone to feel safe in this environment and to just keep in mind that this podcast is an educational podcast meant to spread awareness on eating disorders and my journey through them. Everything mentioned in these episodes will be real and genuine content. Welcome back to Reasons for Recovery. I hope you all are having a great summer so far. Uh, when I'm recording this, it's uh, like the very beginning of July, so um, it's still summer. It's very much in the middle of summer. It's very hot here in Alabama, <laughs> um, but yeah, I hope you guys are all having a great summer and staying safe uh, wherever you may be at. It's actually July 2nd when I'm recording this, so hopefully it'll be posted by July 4th weekend, and I hope you guys um, are all having a good July 4th, and if you already had the 4th by the time you're listening to this, I hope it was a good one. I hope you had a lot of good food and saw some really pretty fireworks, Um, but anyways, today's episode is going to be back on focusing on what the main gist of this podcast is about, which is obviously reasons for recovery. Um, I was actually having a very hard time deciding what I wanted to do for this episode of the podcast. Like, I didn't really know what the topic was going to be based on since last episode I kind of shifted gears a little bit. But I finally got a pretty good idea. This past weekend, I was on vacation in Atlanta, Georgia. We went to Ikea, which is a really cool, like, Swedish furniture store. If you have one locally or, like, close to you, you should definitely go there because they're really cool. And my boyfriend was with me on this trip, and I remember I was talking to him about my podcast and, like, what I exactly wanted to do for the next episode because I was at, like, a complete loss of what I wanted to do. And then the next day, I was on a run trying to, like, clear my head, and in the process, I finally came up with something to talk about, so thank goodness. Um, But anyway, I got this idea to do an episode on different eating disorder habits uh, that you can break while you're in recovery. I thought this would be a very good idea because a lot of people who suffer from an eating disorder all have very similar habits that deter them from recovery and kind of like slow their process of gaining a better relationship with food. And I remember this being like an absolute necessity when I was in recovery. And it was also a very good reason to focus on recovery in order to get better. 
So today I'm going to be giving you guys some tips and tricks on different habits that you may have with an eating disorder and how you can break them in order to be successful in recovery. Now I want to preface this first by saying that these tips can be for literally anybody. I said this back in my gaining confidence episode, which I think is like episode four, I believe. I'm not sure. But um, I said back in that episode that these tips can be very helpful for anyone with or without an eating disorder. I may describe a habit to you and you may think to yourself, hey, I suffer from that habit, but I don't have an eating disorder, which is completely normal. There are a lot of habits that I will talk about in this episode that are universal. A lot of people will have these habits, but they aren't necessarily diagnosed with an eating disorder. And don't think that I am diagnosing you with an eating disorder if you hear a habit that you might be guilty of. All of these habits are capable of being seen in and out of an eating disorder with anybody. So these tips are mainly for people with eating disorders, but like I said, if you know you have these habits too, of course you can use these tips as well. Like, it'll work for anybody. So, yeah. I'll go ahead and get started with one of the hardest habits to break, I'm not gonna lie. This is one that has been a struggle for me forever. Um, My first habit I want to talk about, it deals with calories. Now, we all know that we are coming to a time where calories are becoming like a huge thing, like they're everywhere. Different commercials for different brands are especially big on calories today. Like you cannot turn around without seeing calories labeled on different things. If you go to a restaurant, they're everywhere. If you go to the store, like they're listed on everything food-wise, like there's no escaping calories. And you really don't see a lot of commercials like advertising food in today's society without them having the calories on that item and like talking about the calories in that item. We hear a lot, like I especially hear this a lot in today's world where people are advertising their different like hard seltzers and beers and stuff like that as like the lighter healthier option, only 90 calories a can. Or, like, these different diet food commercials that are talking about, like, lighter options. Like, oh, it's only 300 calories. Like, buy this because it's so much healthier for you. It's everywhere. Like, it's hard to escape that. You can't turn on the TV anymore without hearing a commercial like that. And this can be very, very difficult for somebody that's in recovery from an eating disorder. And even people that haven't started recovery in an eating disorder, this only hurts them, like, even more. And it is very hard to escape calories when they are posted on literally everything you pick up. It's something that will always be there, and we can't stop that because it's obviously something that the FDA requires that you put on your food, but still, it's something that you just can't stop. You literally cannot stop calories from being posted everywhere you go. And I remember when I was in recovery, I was very reluctant on eating a lot of things at first because I would pick it up and I would see the calories on it and I would always go to the mindset of, oh, that's way too many calories. I can't eat that. And it is still a habit to this day that I have a hard time breaking. 
yes, I have recovered physically, but mentally, it is still a daily battle. It is still a very, very hard and tough habit to break. This is why I personally like eating at places or restaurants that don't list their calories on the menu. And when, you know, when you do see calories on the menu, it deters you from picking certain things that you want or going to certain places that you like. Because, like I said, the calories are right there in front of you. You're going to see what you're eating. So that's why I, I personally just like going to places that don't have the calories on their menu. It helps me just forget, you know, that calories even exist, really. But even though, in my opinion, this is the number one habit that is the hardest to break, it is still possible. Yes, it may take a very long time, but like I said, it is very possible. I still have a very hard time with this, but I use this one tip in particular to help me out. So, when I was seeing a nutritionist during my recovery, she told me to think of calories as, like, points in a video game. And you are the character in the game that is trying to complete the ultimate task, which is reaching your goal of recovery. And these points are necessary for your survival. The less points that you have, the more health that you will lose in the game. You need a certain amount of points per day in order to survive and stay healthy, and that is found in food. Food is like what you need to survive in this game. So when you see a number of points on food, contribute that to your daily points to survive. And then when you've hit the amount of points that you need to survive the day, your day is complete. And you just repeat that point goal every single day until you have reached your recovery. But if you decide to go over the points one day that you are required to have, that's completely okay. We know in a video game or any game in general that bonus points are always good. So think of those points that you have gone over with, think of them as bonus points. Bonus points are extremely good to have and they won't hurt you at all and they will contribute to your ultimate goal of completing recovery. Now, I know that sounds kind of like a Weight Watchers thing, because I know Weight Watchers does that thing where it's like counting points and stuff, but it has nothing to do with dieting. Like, this obviously has nothing to do with dieting, and the points are completely different, but this is kind of like a more fun way to live life and stay healthy while enjoying that food that you like to eat. It is a way to get your mind off of the habit of limiting calories and to have fun trying to get to your goal. Now, again, I just want to repeat this and say that I'm not necessarily saying this will completely break your habit. Now, for me, it did to a certain extent. But again, an eating disorder is really never going to leave you mentally. I hate to say that, but I've said that in almost every single episode, that mentally it is... A struggle still every single day for a person with an eating disorder. Yes, you can recover physically, but mentally it's something that you can't necessarily cure. It, it's just something that's always going to be in your brain. Like even if it's in the back of your brain and you don't think about it every single day, it's still there. So yes, these tips will help break certain habits, but it's probably more like it's going to mitigate those habits. It's not necessarily going to completely wash them away from your mind, 
I mean, it could in some cases. I don't know. Everyone's different. But personally, for me, I would say these more so like mitigate those habits that you have instead of completely breaks them. Because I don't, I personally don't think that you can completely break an eating disorder habit. Like it's always going to be in the back of your head, like I said. It's always going to be somewhere lodged in your brain. But I still believe that you can definitely mitigate those habits and not have them every single day like you would if you were having an eating disorder. But anyways, tangent over. Let me just go to the next habit. Um, This next one kind of ties along with the first habit. And a huge habit that I still continue to struggle with to this day is comparing what I eat to other people. Pre-recovery, when I was out with friends or family, I would always base everything I ate off of what they ate. Or if I really wanted to eat somewhere but everyone else like opted out, uh, I would always change my mind and just pretend like, you know, I was going with the flow with everybody else. So I wouldn't be stuck being the only person to eat, even though I really wanted to eat. I was so worried that someone would be constantly judging me based off of the food that I ate. And this is something that I'm pretty sure everybody deals with when they struggle with an eating disorder. They always base everything they eat off of what someone else eats. For example, if I went out with friends and everyone got something lighter, but I was very hungry, I would get something light as well to match what everyone else got. That way... I wasn't going to be judged or think I was going to be judged, but in the end, it would leave me hungry and it wouldn't leave me satisfied like I'd want it to be. It's a very, very difficult habit to break, even post-recovery, and a lot of people who don't suffer from eating disorders have this issue as well. It's actually very common, so if you think you have this habit, you are not alone at all. I did a little bit of research and this is a very, very common thing among everybody in the world. But like I said, the reason this habit sprung up is because people with eating disorders think that others are constantly judging them for the food choices that they make. They are always very self-conscious and it's hard to disregard that. But it is also a pretty easy habit to break or at least mitigate and it will lead you in the right direction and kind of just stray you away from this habit in general. So this may seem like an obvious tip but it actually does help when you put your body in this mindset. So next time you go out with your friends or family and you want to compare your food to what everyone else is getting because you're afraid of what they'll say, think this way. If your friends are your true friends, they're not going to think about what you're eating. They're not going to think that way about you. If your friends are aware of what you are going through and they know you are trying to push through recovery, they would never judge you for the things that you choose to eat. And the same thing goes for family. If your family really, really loves you and really cares for you and wants you to succeed in your recovery... They're not going to judge you on anything that you choose to eat. They are going to be happy for you to eat. They want to see you eat. If you really think that your friends will say something about the things you choose to eat, then you don't need to surround yourself with those people in the first place. 
they aren't your true friends because true friends wouldn't go out of their way to point out what you're eating. They wouldn't go out of their way to judge you on what you're eating. Avoid going out with people who know might give you that feeling. Avoid eating out with people you think don't care and will judge you anyways. Avoiding all that negativity will help you succeed in recovery much faster. Just surround yourself with people you know are only going to have positive thoughts and positive outcomes in any situation. So just putting yourself in a more positive mindset will help drastically and will help you figure out who and who not to, to surround yourself with when you are going through recovery. It will kind of just clear your mind of the negativity and give you a healthier mindset when you go eat with your friends or family. The next time you want to compare what you eat to others, just remember that, again, if they really love you, they aren't going to judge you. It took me a very long time to get that across my mind. Like, if they really, really love me, they are not going to care what I put in my body. It's hard to keep that mindset every time you're out with somebody, but after a while, it'll be able to stick once you realize that not everyone will go out of their way to comment on what you eat. And like I said with the last habit, I still struggle with this to this day. <laughs> I know um, that when I go out with friends sometimes or when I'm out with my boyfriend, sometimes I will base what I eat off of what they eat. And that's something that I'm still, you know, trying to break because I'm obviously am recovered physically, like I said, but mentally I'm still trying to get into a better habit of things. I literally just completed recovery like six months ago and I'm still trying to get things stuck in my brain permanently so I will be having much more healthier mindset when it comes to food. So this next habit is very common as well, probably one of the most popular among those with an eating disorder, and that is skipping meals, especially when we feel like we overdid a previous meal and are trying to make up for it. This was a huge habit of mine. As you can recall in the episode where I talk about my backstory, I used to skip lunch all the time. Like that was the main meal that I skipped. I would always eat breakfast and eat dinner, but I never ate lunch. And this was to essentially stay in my calorie range that just screwed up my body more and more as I continued on. This is a very, this is very common, not only among those with an eating disorder, but also many people outside of an eating disorder. And this is also one of those habits a lot of people like to brag about because they think it's cute and quirky. Like, I will see it all over social media that, you know, like, oh man, I skipped breakfast today. Like, oh my gosh. Like, they'll, they'll just make it a big thing. And a lot of people like to do this for attention because, sadly, there are some people out there that think it's cute and quirky and relatable to have an eating disorder. But it's not. It's, it's something that really, it really makes me mad when I see people do this. I'm not going to lie. Like, I could go off on a huge rant about this, how people in today's society really think it's just, it's okay to, like, put that out there, that it's cute and quirky and fun and cool to, like, not eat. <laughs> I don't know why people do that. 
And that's exactly one of the, like, main points I'm trying to express in this entire podcast, is that eating disorders are not cute at all. They're not quirky. They're not fun. They're scary and harmful, and they tear you apart. And I want people to get that into their minds, that it's not something that you want to have. But anyways, I'm not going to go off on a rant because I would talk for hours on end if <laughs> I caught on that rant. But anyways, um, this is a very, very common thing and a lot of people do it. And uh, like I said, a lot of people do it to make up for the fact that they overdid one meal, but in reality, they didn't overdo anything. And even if they did, it's not like it's going to hurt you. You still need to eat regardless. But anyways, to break this habit, it's very similar to that first habit that we talked about. Make yourself remember that food is like your guide to survival in this game of life. You need to eat something each day to be successful and reach your goals. And you need those calories or points in order to achieve that. Skipping meals really screw with your perception and relationship with food and it forms terrible eating habits and it just slowly guides your way deeper and deeper into that disorder. So just use that same habit breaker as I discussed in the first point and apply it here as well. Now this last habit that I want to talk about will vary for different people and it may not even apply to you at all. But this is also a pretty common thing that people deal with when they have an eating disorder. This habit deals with the way that people get rid of the food that they eat. This can be by excessively exercising, laxatives, vomiting, etc. Like, the list goes on. Personally, for me, I took out all of my nutrition through excessive exercise and the occasional laxative, like we talked about, but everyone who has suffered from an eating disorder is different. Everybody's different. Some people might not even get rid of their food. They just might not eat at all. And this is one of the habits that um, probably won't really apply to those that don't have an eating disorder. But anyways, during my recovery, it was so hard to not exercise or do whatever in order to get rid of my food. I wanted to recover so bad, but I still had that mindset in the back of my head that I wanted to exercise all my calories off or I wanted to do something else in order to get this food out of my body. I won't lie, this is extremely hard to get rid of. Like, I've been saying throughout this entire episode, like, this is very hard to get rid of, like, you'll never be able to break this probably, but once this becomes a big habit in your life, it is extremely, like, very, very, very difficult. I cannot stress enough how difficult it is to get rid of this habit. It's probably one of the habits, like, I really struggle with daily. Like, the other things, it's not necessarily, like, a daily struggle. Like, I'll struggle with it every now and then, and some days are better than others. But this specific habit is something that is a daily thing. It's something that I'm still trying to stick in my brain that I need to break. But just like everything else, I said this can be mitigated in order to help recovery. And this tip that I'm about to give you, it really did help me a lot when I was going through recovery and I was practically on a rest from all exercise. 
Um, the best solution that I can really give you for breaking this habit is very simple, yet quite effective if you actually try to put effort into it. When I began my recovery, like I said, I was put on a strict, like, no exercising whatsoever. Um, so what I did was I wore a rubber band, like, around my wrist. And this rubber band served as, like, a therapy for me to cope with the thoughts that my brain would create every day during my recovery. Every time I wanted to exercise after a meal or do something to get rid of my food, I would snap the rubber band on my wrist and that small pop would sort of like wake me up and help me remember like, hey, you can't be doing that right now. And it kind of just like snapped me back into reality, into like back into like the mindset that I was supposed to be having during recovery. So anytime you feel the urge to get rid of your food in any sort of way, wear that rubber band and snap it against your wrist just like a little pop to help you snap back into reality. It does actually help quite a lot and it just takes a lot of effort to continue that habit breaker and just remember to follow through with it every time even on the worst days. There are many more habits that I could talk about that come along with an eating disorder, but I feel like those that I have mentioned are probably the biggest ones that I dealt with and struggled with getting through the most. It will take a lot of time and a lot of patience to break these habits, or at least just to mitigate them from your daily thoughts. Like I said, this is something that I am still trying to get through every day. Um, I told you guys I um, completed my physical recovery just about like six months ago and or actually now seven months ago now that it's July um, and I still am mentally trying every single day to get better and to mitigate all of those habits and thoughts that I battle with all the time and I know eventually with time and practicing these habits every single day, I will have a much healthier mindset and a much better relationship with food than I probably do right now. I personally think I'm way better than I was a year ago, obviously, but I know that I can get better and I know that with time and patience, I can help my brain <laughs> function a lot better than it might be right now. So just keep at it every single day. Persistence is definitely the key here. And if you don't continue forming these better habits to replace your bad habits, then you aren't really getting anywhere in recovery. And these habit breakers really helped me a lot during my recovery. And it was a huge reason why I kept going in recovery. I knew if I kept at it, I'd eventually get better. And that made me want to keep going. It made me happy knowing that if I stuck to what I was doing right, everything would be so much better in the end, and I'd feel so much healthier and satisfied with my life. So, there you guys go. I hope that these were helpful tips for you guys, and I hope that you're able to use some to your advantage if you are currently in eating disorder recovery. And just remember, like I said, this will take a lot of time if you choose to use these tips. So please just be patient and persistent and remember that it is achievable because I used all of these tips and 
here I am today. I'm healthier and I'm still trying my best every single day. I've completed recovery and I'm here trying to help others who are struggling. Also, please remember that if you would like to talk or ask me any questions, my DMs on Instagram are open and my email is also free for you guys to use as well. Those will be listed in the description of this episode. Also, if you would like to hear more info on eating disorders or you need to seek professional help in any sort of way, those details and numbers will also be in the description as well. Eating disorders come with much more than just a fear of food, and many do not realize that. People can also suffer from depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, and much more, so please visit the website in the description for more info, and again, different hotlines are in the description for you to use as well. But anyways, thank you guys so much for listening, I'll see you guys in the next episode, and remember to stay safe and stay healthy.